You're listening to Before the Fern Dies with Ashlyn and Wendy. We are coming to you from two corners of the U.S., sunny San Diego and stormy Seattle. We may be a thousand miles apart now, but we started off under one roof as college roommates. Unlike the crispy fern that we killed in that old apartment, we are determined to keep this shit alive. And by this shit, we mean our friendship. So join us every week as we explore the weird, the witchy, and whatever else we can fit in before the fern dies. Last summer, long before we knew anything about seasonal affective disorder, long before we knew that we'd become a podcast aligned with the seasons, we sat down to record an episode about... Well, actually, we have no idea what it was going to be about because it quickly turned into an unedited, unfiltered rant about the state of the earth, climate change, and a looming, unshakable feeling that we did not yet have a name for. Even though that recording never saw the light of day, the conversation and that tense, doom-ridden feeling it unearthed stuck with us. A year later, we know that feeling was what the American Psychological Association calls eco-anxiety. The APA defines eco-anxiety as a chronic fear of environmental doom. In a 2020 study, the APA went on to uncover, quote, negative emotional responses associated with awareness of climate change, end quote, adding that eco-anxiety was significantly more prevalent in young people. And to that we say, no shit. Every year, it feels like we're seeing more and more headlines about the effects of climate change. Places all around the world facing new weather extremes from heat waves to flash flooding, wildlife dying in the millions and billions as a result. But somehow, the only thing that seems to be worsening even faster than climate change is the rate of climate change denial. Here we are, facing an impending doom of our own making, and somehow we can't even get everyone past the first step of acknowledging that it's even happening. So what to do? Well, there's a lot more to it than what we can really cover in this itty-bitty hour of podcasting. How do we tackle climate change at the individual level, at the societal level? What does eco-anxiety look like in the day-to-day, and how do we alleviate it? You know what sucks? Climate Climate change. change. (laughs) Look at that. Just like that, we've started the episode. (laughs) And, you know, I feel like we've we've misled the good people with our introduction. You want to know how? Yeah. It sounds like, you know, we've set up the scene of this earlier conversation we had where we just raged about climate change and made it sound like we're going to add something new to that conversation with some reflection but we're not we're just gonna fucking rage again (laughs) that's all we got rage part two because we're fucking raging i'm raging so hard on so many levels i am right about to start my period i am having to stand in this fucking heat of the summer Mm -hmm. okay yep and um you know what that heat is caused by climate change uh it should not be this motherfucking hot and so once again i am left raging about climate change where to uh begin i mean okay it's very clear we are 
firm believers of climate change and its existence. Um, So maybe let me just start by saying if you don't fucking believe that climate change is real, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) I cannot handle that. I cannot. It is. It's. It is a. It is. There is endless amounts of evidence that prove that fucking climate change exists. Even your own body is reacting to climate change. Like there, it's just, I don't even, I do not understand how people can look at all these things and think, no, that's, that's not real. Like it's a complete denial of reality. Right. I think I I was really trying to give it an honest effort as we prepared for this episode to kind of step in those shoes of right. I am I am a Trumpy Dumpy. I <laughs> I don't know. I I'm on Facebook on my flat earther um Facebook Talk. page and I don't think that climate change is real. I don't know. Okay. I and I think maybe the distinction is that like even if people have to kind of like give in of like okay the climate is indeed changing heretofore climate change it's like i think the thing i've heard people deny is our contribution to it as humans where else would it fucking come from well it's like people are like oh it's like you know (laughs) the earth goes through cycles and this is just a natural cycle what I, bro, I, that's the thing I failed to do any research in because it just, like, it gives me poo brain. It honestly, <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, that literally, that just, it's just illogical. It is just a, f- okay, we have, okay, we humans have only been here for what, like 200,000 years? Unless I'm also uh, an idiot. I, I Let's put, let's put down a number. <laughs> Hold on. How long have humans existed nice it was, while our ancestors have been around for about six million years the modern form of humans only evolved about two hundred thousand years ago okay so given that i mean we know okay you know what i can't say we know because i was gonna bring up dinosaurs i was saying you know what killed them a fucking meteor right it was just mass extinction mm-hmm. by some crazy phenomenon but people who deny climate change will probably also deny dinosaurs even existed slash that they were killed by a meteor. <laughs> so No, they will. No, they don't deny the existence of dinosaurs. They're like, oh, they still exist. And they're running the government wearing <laughs> the skin of Joe Biden. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's fucking true. Oh my god. Um, but where I was going with this is just like within, let's just say, a 200,000 year period... We have gone yep. from fucking a, this beautiful, abundant, fruitful, giving, lovely earth that has sustained humans for so long. And then like post-industrial revolution, it's just gone to such shit so drastically. Like even scientists are like, this is fucking happening faster than anyone could have even thought or expected. Like, yeah. this is... We are trashing this, like, so hard. We're like, yeah. you know, I don't know, rock stars at a motel 
trash in that, like, getting blasted and trash in that fucking room in the matter of, like, few minutes, you know? That's, like, a thing, I think. I don't know. It's a stereotype. That's us on this fucking planet. So, take that. (laughs) (laughs) We got drunk sucking the teat of the bountiful (laughs) Eden and by our own doing we have cast ourselves out of the whatever can that be that should be the image the poster image oh my god (laughs) i don't know if i can draw that i'll do my best do your best um here's another thought um okay i just these things are coming to me because my thinking you know as a logical person is you know (laughs) what what is even the harm in in it okay like if you don't believe it whatever even if you think like you err on the side of caution and you think like if there is any truth to this you know why risk my life like it's scientists are saying we're gonna fucking die we're ruining the planet even if you don't fully believe it like why even take the chance but you know i then i remembered (laughs) i remembered i thought Oh yeah, the majority of the people fucking saying this are <laughs> white people, especially white men. And you know what they love and believe in? Capitalism. Cool. And you know, ah. do you know what climate change threatens? Capitalism. And if you believe in, in climate change, then you are fucking screwing yourself in the ass in the capitalistic world because we're going to have to change the way we do things in order to survive and people don't want that and you know why they fucking you know just and you know why wendy (laughs) why (laughs) because of racism because fucking white people have the privilege and and status in the world to one not care and to to not fully feel the effects of climate change as people of color do hence the term environmental racism yeah okay i threw so many things out there we need to talk about but i think what we've seen in the last year or two is like a really potent example of the mindset that causes people not to give a shit about climate fucking doom that is upon us right and that's what the whole don't wear a mask thing or the whole don't get vaccinated thing absolutely like it's the the thought process behind it like you said is i have abundant privilege in my life and i have never experienced oppression of any kind and therefore this little dollop of having to wear this scrap of (laughs) fabric over my face is just an insult to my humanity it is just and i i don't i'm out of words i know but i know well it comes from that it comes from never like having to inconvenience yourself inconvenience yourself even slightly and so it's like that type of upbringing causes you to not like give a shit about you know caring about the people around you at the cost of some slight inconvenience on yourself and like 
yeah yeah <laughs> i don't and you were like flowing and i can't i can't flow right now <laughs> you're raging that's why yeah it's hard to flow when you rage let me let me get us back on i'm gonna throw a question at you okay okay what are the effects of eco-anxiety on your everyday life um generalized anxiety about everything (laughs) yeah uh pretty much like to sum it up because the way i think for me that it's infiltrated my life is there's always this subtle i guess anxiety or just thought in the back of my head um of every little single thing that i do and how it like affects climate change basically yeah because yeah the message out there for people who read the right messages um is that like we're kind of doomed unless we do some really drastic shit and so it feels a lot of times like really hopeless and i feel really helpless and i just like take it out on these small everyday tasks of like um what kind of what milk should i buy you know like almond milk i don't know it takes a lot of water to 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 grow almonds doesn't it i don't know yeah it's like eco anxiety paralysis like yeah it just it makes everything if you're someone who is you know looking at the facts and having an appropriate amount of panic over what's going on it it makes a catastrophe and a radical decision out of every little thing you do is what i'm hearing from you and exactly i super concur like and it's like yeah and i think a lot of again like we were saying in the intro this our generation you know is really yeah experiencing this to a, a different degree i think right then i mean i didn't live in the 70s and 80s um and that's kind of where like environmental justice started kind of happening um mm-hmm. i think gosh i should check my facts um you were spot on with the 200,000 years of so thing so i'm just gonna go with it trust uh yeah. and I, so i i can't I, I can't say but i i am still gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> yes uh i i think we're at just a whole different level of panic to put it simply and like yeah we're just we're just in really just real deep shit man and it's really scary like the projection of you know 2050 um or is it 2030 or 2050 no it's 20 i'm pretty sure it's 2050 where scientists have like projected that there are going to be places in the world that people millions of people currently live that will become inhospitable because of the temperature rise right they will be too hot for a human to live in and right that is crazy that's in 30 years yeah bro and you know what like with that short of a projection it's like I think, you know, we talked about kind of the the day-to-day effects of it, of just, like, the tiny little decisions that feel so anxiety-inducing all the time because Mm -hmm. of eco-anxiety. But 
how about the long term of like it makes me not even want to like think about the future or plan a future like right I don't know I think the biggest example is like you know having children and you know we've from we've had the have to have or not to have children (laughs) conversation Mm -hmm. from many different angles but just from this one in particular that's enough to make me not want to bring more humans into the world because what am i what am i bringing them into okay agreed completely but even even i guess on in addition to that comment about children you know to put it simply people are the problem so therefore stop making people (laughs) stop (laughs) having children like there are (laughs) sorry to say but there's just look i'm not gonna like look down on a single person for having a child but just as a race uh, as people like we are our world is so overpopulated and is that in itself causes so many problems and it exacerbates all of these issues that we already have. And because of, you know, the amount of, for example, the amount of people we have to feed in the world, agriculture, which is a huge contributor to climate change, um, is just like insane. Like the amount of food we have to grow and harvest and uh, kill um, is essentially destroying our planet um greenhouse gases i mean i feel like we should define what the greenhouse gas effect is because you know what empowerment starts with knowledge (laughs) we need to know (laughs) these things and i just i i i just like for me what it just comes down to is just having compassion like you might not understand you might not even believe in certain things but if you just for five fucking seconds just cared about you know other people's experience how people are experiencing the world currently yeah things would be a lot different i think and it it starts from there obviously that's not the only thing but it starts with just caring about it you know yeah um and obviously caring about enough to to learn yeah and caring enough to even mildly inconvenience yourself or step out of your own perspective which is just for whatever reason an ability that not everyone has (laughs) right yeah um I started somewhere and I was gonna make a point about something and I ended somewhere really different so I don't know. Uh... <laughs> okay, well, let me let me throw it back to like one, you know, piece that you had in there of, you know, us trashing the planet. And I think I remember from our our first rage convo last year that like, you know, we talked about the distinction of like, okay, are we destroying the planet or are we destroying our ability to live on this planet? It's like, okay, I haven't like fully fleshed out this thought in my head so i'm gonna try to articulate it okay as i go but like i don't know i'm, I'm just thinking about how <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting it it's like wanting to protect the environment was a safe political topic like a few years ago 
<laughs> it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Like that did not feel like a polarizing thing to broach. I don't know. I have only come out of the goo of childhood brain for only so many years. So I don't know. <laughs> I can, it just, maybe I was coming into awareness and that's why it seems that way. But I don't know. But I think it's because like, again, I'm trying, I don't know. I don't know if this makes sense, but it's like, there's, there's tackling the climate change issue from a, the beauty and preservation of the planet standpoint, right? Right. If we look at it from that angle, it's theoretically easy. Like people can be like, fuck, I love rivers and the ocean and national parks and the whales and shit. Like, yeah, cool. Let's protect that shit. But then it's when there's the human element of protecting the planet, of the fact that you brought up earlier of you know, intersectional environmentalism, where there are groups of people that are disproportionately affected by climate change because of capitalism, because of racism, because of, you know, economic and social divides. And suddenly when you make it about the effects of people who are, I don't know, potentially different from you, potentially, you know, people of different backgrounds Mm -hmm. from you, then that's what suddenly makes it a polarizing issue, which is so fucked up. Right. Like, (laughs) right. You would think you would think that it would be easier to go like to conceptualize. Oh, there are people suffering because of, you know, the the havoc we're wreaking on the planet because of these industries Mm -hmm. that are making this place uninhabitable Mm -hmm. like you would think that the human aspect of it would be an easier thing for people to latch on to but it's not it seems to be the thing that has like polarized everybody Mm -hmm. to where suddenly climate change and protecting of the planet and taking radical action for it is suddenly this like whoa well you're a fucking liberal and (laughs) yeah that that's just that's devastating well, to we're, think about. we're not raised, you know, in a way to have compassion for people, I think. That is just hmm. not how our... I'll speak for the U.S. specifically. Like, we don't yeah. raise children that way. I mean, it's changing. And obviously, I'm making a huge generalization. But, like, part of the issue is just how I think we're brought up and what were what kind of beliefs were brought up into and what those beliefs reflect and what they really mean in you know society because mm-hmm. like we are at a point where a lot of people's beliefs have become extremely harmful to others and yeah i think i think i would specify like just these these beliefs as like capitalist doctrine of yeah right yeah you you are a rugged individual (laughs) and you need it's dog eat dog out there and so you fucking pillage and frat party and (laughs) and do what you need to do to look out for number one right and and that is in line with this whole sort of mentality that we're painting of like only my perspective matters only my comfort and convenience is what matters to me Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. at what cost who fucking cares as long as i feel good exactly 
So we just need to become a socialist country and maybe problems <laughs> would be fucking solved. Like, let's, let's go socialism. Um, Jeez. I, it's, oh, and that's like this whole other oh, gosh. Yeah. hurdle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have so many questions to even, okay, I, I, there's just so much to like discuss and get into because it's just such an expansive topic. Um, I think I will backtrack slightly just to make a point about what I said about just don't have children. Uh, (laughs) I just want to clarify a little, I thought about it while you were talking a little bit more and I have come to better articulate what it is I'm like advocating for, I guess. Okay. Lay it um, on me. So, <laughs> what I more so mean by that is essentially family planning. Um, like, it's not about, you know, if you're a woman, like, you should not have children. You should, you know, you have to adopt or whatever. Like, I'm, people can make their own decisions. Um, and so along that line of an individual making their own decisions... We need to, like, allow access to birth control everywhere. We need to have sex education. We need to end rape. This is a feminist issue as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like that... Just... (laughs) Just make, you know, make people with intent and consciousness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's just about, like, you know, kind of overthrowing those belief systems that perpetuate the idea that all women must have children, um, you should have multiple children, um, and your value is determined by your ability to have children and um your only role is to have children and you know it's just like endlessly we just keep it's just it's just thought about and taught in in such a harmful way and i think it it is dogmatic way yeah this is this is the only decision right to make and it's part of the contribution to i think overpopulation you know um Especially, especially just like places where young girls do not have access to any sort of sex education, let alone birth control of any sort, you know, like there is, it's just so bad. It's so bad. Um, Anyways, that was kind of, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm not trying to judge people for wanting to have children. Right. It's, I think, I think, you know, to tie it into the the climate change conversation like a little bit more it's like uh, all of it like that is one of many examples of you know sort of again dogmatic teachings that like okay this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to pump out three kids per family per per (laughs) heteronormative family and you're supposed to find a job and work until you fucking die and and all of that, <laughs> all of that is like it is to keep us like, you know, tied to this capitalist machine, which is therefore, you know, tarnishing the planet. Like, right. It's 
I mean, I feel like I botched that, and I feel like I'm botching this whole fucking conversation. Me fucking just, too, man. It just, my, it just gives me poo brain, dude. Like, it really does. No, I know. And I, my mind's going, like, a million miles an hour, and I feel like I have zero facts to even give. I feel like, what the fuck am I even fucking saying? And does anyone care or listen? I don't know. It's just, even talking about it gets me all, you know, wound up and Riled. raging and... And it's not, so I don't know, I think maybe you can relate to this a little bit. Um, There are so many people out there who feel just as enraged, however they use that to fuel, like, (laughs) uh, their drive for change, you know, like getting out there and doing something about it. And I'll speak for myself and say that, like, I just think of all, all these things and just crash. Like, I just shut down. Yeah. And so I just, like, and I don't know. Is that I, I think, like, that's kind of selfish, too, you know? There's a lot of things right. I could do. I, I have a lot of privilege I could use to do something. Um, mm-hmm. Sound and I'm just, body. Yeah, and I'm just, like, having a pity party over here, like, oh, like, ugh. Ugh, everyone sucks right. the earth's falling apart you know it's like well shut the fuck up and you know turn that into something it. useful it's not useful to yeah. just rage and rage all day long and not actually do anything with the rage you know but yeah but as we outlined the rage turns your brain to turpentine <laughs> like <laughs> like it does and i think that's a that's a valid thing yeah and you know I think, you know, we can use this to bridge into kind of another question from the top of the episode, which is like, okay, individual versus societal change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I, and again, like, jump in if you, if you agree or disagree, but I'll just speak for myself in this case. It's like, my thought process is, okay, um, I see that (laughs) the planet is getting fucking toast and I want to do something about it. So let me go vegan and let me cut down (laughs) on my single use plastic and let me figure out how to compost my food and let me turn the lights off behind me and da 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 da. All of the, the individual actions that have, you know, become synonymous with, uh, going green. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag going green. Like that whole, like idea that in itself has become hugely commodified so i do all those things but then i go okay let me take let me do the next step which is to research the causes of climate change and you know how Mm -hmm. i can take greater action etc etc and that effectively turns me to a place of such despair over my individual ability to change anything because i'm like who fucking cares if my toothbrush is made out of bamboo <laughs> like <laughs> five companies are dumping 75 percent of the fossil fuels that are in the fucking atmosphere like it makes it and then when i get to that place yeah we return yeah on our flow chart to poo brain like precisely we should make a flow chart this is great i see all these images (laughs) popping up um i totally totally agree and feel the exact same way when i'm doing those things you know i feel good i'm like okay like yeah i'm not you know maybe i'm trying to reduce my carbon footprint or my contribution to like climate change whatever and so that's good that's not a bad thing but it yeah when you measure that up against like okay what's really we are in such deep shit that that's not going to cut it anymore you know 
Or, like, right. it's not it's not the end-all, be-all. It's not, like, right. if we get enough people to do this, everything will magically be okay. Yeah. We're if at a... everybody bought a hydro flask, like, we would still <laughs> yeah, exactly. be past the point of no return. And so, really, I think what, honestly, the only way out is through policy change. If we yeah. are able to actually shift, um, like our thinking as a country, as a world, and affect yeah. policy change and, you know, create, um, you know, laws, rules, basically, of how we want to run the world and save the earth in the process, that is the only thing that is going to help us at that point. And that's what's right. so, like, scary, you know, because it feels like how do we fucking get there? We... We've been, you know, fighting and struggling for so long for so many things, and we progress in certain ways, but it's just, like, not enough. And it's, like, right. you know, to think about, okay, so, yeah, I do, no one fucking cares about my bamboo toothbrush either. And um, <laughs> I could claim all this, all this shit about going green, being eco-friendly, all that stuff, but, like, it, it just... It, um, hmm, how do I want to say it? Well, I guess I made my main point, and it just feels, like, frivolous sometimes. It feels great sometimes. It also feels frivolous, and it feels like we're doomed, um, and I don't matter. But also, if everyone thought that way, then nothing would get done. So it's, like, where do you put your energy into? I think it's a question of, like you know, researching things, getting educated, or donating if you can, volunteering if you can, those kind of things, like, I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to um, figure out where best to where place your, your to go. yeah, place yourself. Yeah, I mean, okay, hold on, hold on, higher self is like knocking on the door a little bit, you oh, know. Hey, what's up? Higher, okay, higher self is remembering... <laughs> I I know we've talked about it on here. I think I think we may have like brought this point up, you know, uh in 2020 during the George Floyd protests where, you know, that was a, a good time for, you know, information and educational material being distributed and I remember I think I don't remember if we talked about an episode or you and I had a conversation about it of just this whole idea of like which of your lane to occupy where like okay you can't like there's the individual action lane there's the replace your toothbrush and your plastic water bottles lane there's the um creating stirring and inspirational art that moves people to change lane and then there's the the activism and organizing lane Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I remember this idea that was emerging around that time and that you know applies to this too is like you can't do all of those things Mm -hmm. like (laughs) maybe there's some superhumans who can but most most people you and I like will only you know, be able to occupy so many of those right. lanes for change. And so it's all about finding what your strengths are and then going forth mm-hmm. in in those areas. But sometimes it feels like I don't even have any lanes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is my lane? It's, it's no and, lanes. Uh, 
but again i you you i think you use the word like self-indulgent like i think i think that's what it was but like it it feels sort of frivolous frivolous was the word you used like yeah it feels it feels frivolous to even be talking like being like oh like i'm insecure (laughs) about my lack of lanes that's why i can't fucking do anything like yeah but but it is like it is this cycle i think it's like where you ride these highs of like whoa i can change the world i'm gonna log on and i'm gonna buy one of those uh shampoo bars <laughs> and, or, or you know I, yeah, I don't even want to yeah. like I don't want to minimize it to that it's like you know maybe we will have these like waves where we're like okay I'm gonna make a podcast episode and talk about climate change and hope it uh resonates with someone I'm going yeah. to call my representative and demand their support of this policy it's like you know we'll have these moments of inspiration but then it's just it, it's it is also just naturally balanced and sort of tempered by those moments of despair and it's like those feel unavoidable and you know maybe they are mm-hmm. what a way to end the thought but <laughs> it's like i guess okay let me let me turn it around i should have started with okay waves of despair but then there are also these great moments of inspiration to balance it out okay that was the that was the edit i needed to make okay yeah okay yeah um yeah 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 well easier said than done yeah let's i guess maybe redirect again to trying to get my higher self through the door here um okay come in she's knocking i don't know she might be turning away and Um. she might you know (laughs) she might okay all right all right um what can okay so yeah there's ways you can um there's things you can do to help reduce the effects of climate change but more specifically i want to ask like what do you think are ways to alleviate the eco anxiety that we feel and many other people feel and we feel like stuck we feel like where are our lanes you know should i do this should i do that or you know you go up and down and all around what is something that like you feel actually alleviates some of that that anxiety like if you donate a hundred dollars to like a environmental activist group you know like what is it that actually helps bring you out of that space enough to maybe do something more useful yeah um i mean i think like you brought up just like kind of that example off the dome of making a donation or or something but you know i think that is the the simplest answer is like if you're if you're feeling caught up about feeling like you can't do anything about climate change then i guess do something about climate change yeah you know yeah but uh, as always easier said than done and so it's like okay in the in the ebb and flow when you have those moments of i guess it would be flow where you're like okay yeah i can i can do this go forth and do it and you know it's like i want to backtrack a little bit and you know i think the pragmatic answer is like okay all of our individual actions 
pale in comparison to the stuff that needs to happen on the societal level. Like that's, that is objectively true. Yes. But I also don't want us to like, minim- and I don't think we do, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to minimize like the, the impact of like making those small changes. And of you know, course. it's like, I think there's a huge effect and a huge impact that comes with being your granola friend in the group, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, it's almost like a, like a meme or like a, a character trope to be <laughs> the, the friend with the Tupperware in your <laughs> canvas tote bag. Yeah. Um, but I think the greater impact of, you know, being that person and really trying and really uncynically, I mean, <laughs> I think we have, We've, we've covered the cynicism part of it, but if you can uncynically like go forth and take those actions, it's like p- other people seeing you take those actions, like that's huge. Yeah. Like if you can, you kind of like just impact the people who you touch directly, you know, like, so if that's, that's big. And so that is an action that you can take. And so, I mean, all of that to say, you know, okay, hold on, let me, <laughs> greater category greater in my answer to your great question is do like alleviate your feelings that you're not doing anything by doing things one of those things is just doing the small stuff and even though we shat on it yeah and even like trying to inspire someone else to do something maybe be like or you know yeah 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 and you know that along with the um you know in the same vein as what you were saying, it, it made me think yeah. of like, even um, getting in that conscious space, you know, like, oh, I need a new toothbrush. So let me, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to find like a sustainable one. Or like anytime you make a purchase, if you're thinking about how do I make this more sustainable or eco-friendly, even, yeah. um, even though those tasks are maybe small in comparison and aren't going to fix the problem, it all feeds into like the same system that's working towards yeah. this goal, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it even gets your brain in the mode of just having this on your mind and making all these small changes because it's it's really like it's on your consciousness. And I think that's yeah. important because that will just infiltrate everything you do in your life and it will intru- mm-hmm. infiltrate like even conversations like this. Yeah. Um, between people and um, you know you it's almost like (laughs) by doing even the smallest things you are not only helping the planet but even just like reinforcing good behavior of yourself you know even just like feeling um, like you're aware of these things and that is that that goes a long way too I think no, yeah. I think, and you know, it it touches on, I feel like we're rewriting stuff that we said at the beginning, <laughs> now in our higher self voices, but, you know, we did talk about how, okay, those, those little day-to-day choices that you're faced with, they can be anxiety-inducing, they can be rage-inducing, <laughs> as <laughs> we have covered, um, but, you know, maybe it is just like a greater 
lifestyle change of you know reframing that from like oh fuck like uh like this isn't gonna do anything and what's the point yeah Ah." it's like it sounds like the way that you're you know painting this picture right now is kind of like oh it is a reframing of those little day-to-day choices into opportunities you know like okay like here i have this like instead of being like oh i have this tiny little moment where i can choose to be a raging bitch like (laughs) i have i have this tiny little opportunity to make a positive choice yeah and yeah and to incorporate you know a greater lifestyle change of caring about the planet yeah and you know letting that principle drive your small decisions because then that leaks into your big decisions too yeah um it's like exercising that muscle every day oh that's a good way to put it Wow. Oh, that was a, that's like a tag team. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I, okay. Like going back to the question of, okay, how do we alleviate the anxiety? Um, and again, continuing this theme of, I retract and rephrase something that I said earlier <laughs> in the conversation <laughs> is like, I was starting to like, I was getting all riled about like, like how come people can't latch onto the human impact and right. You know, I I think I was kind of like um, starting to tarnish this idea of preserve the planet for the planet's sake. Like, Mm. cause my, okay. Like my, too long didn't read version is that like okay the planet's gonna be fine like we may toast ourselves like off we might we may smite ourselves off the face of this planet but she'll still be around like she'll be mm-hmm. fine like some new like little amoeba will crawl out of the soup and just take her back over you know um that being said <laughs> i do think a way to alleviate the eco anxiety a and b you know i i forget what b was but (laughs) a way to alleviate the eco anxiety is to actually go out into nature like dude good point yeah i mean even if that has even if that does nothing more than you know make you feel a little bit grounded and actually pull you out of the the eco anxiety and the eco rage it's like Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have I like it's it's swirling, but I promise I'm arriving at a point. But it's like I, I do not doubt you, Wendy. I do not. Oh, doubt you. bless you. You go. We're, we're showing this together. Okay, <laughs> all the way back to our episode about my octopus teacher. Okay. Okay. Like, great documentary. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode, etc. Um. There's a quote from that documentary where he, or just a section where he talks about feeling like, you know, he's witnessing these people because he, he's he's talking about a previous documentary he filmed and he's talking about witnessing these trackers in their, their native environment. And he says something along the lines of, I could see that they belonged in the natural world and I felt very much like I was outside mm. of it. Like, you know, and I think, again thank you capitalism (laughs) you know the way that society is structured it's it's keeping us indoors it's keeping us insulated to our metropolitan hustler yuppie 
culture yeah and making our you know little human businessman toils feel like the most important thing in the world but I think by trying to break out of that by literally like being in the seat of nature by like going and visiting outdoor spaces it's like you remember like oh fuck like no this is where this is where I'm from man Mm -hmm. like this is my dirt this is where I was (laughs) I was molded from the clay or however you know whatever images resonate with you it's like uh it's I think that alleviates the anxiety of just remembering you know and and also it's like it reminds you when you go to like beautiful places that do still exist abundantly right now yeah it reminds you that there is still shit to save like very it's true not it's not over i mean you know the the projections are fucking horrifying as they should be and i almost want to fear monger <laughs> you know to so that people panic right and, want to do something about it but at the same time there needs to be something to temper that like we talk about how that can as important as it is it can be paralyzing and so what do you do to unparalyze yourself you have to have some some hope and seeing going out and witnessing the beauty of the planet like (laughs) oh my god like how do you go how do you go to yosemite and not be like I would die for you. <laughs> Field of grass. <laughs> like, Amazing. I think yeah. that's so wonderfully said. And I wasn't even like, I'm so glad you brought that up because it is a very important thing to remember and something I didn't even, you know, consider as a remedy to all of this. And it's so important. However... <laughs> I also, then I got sad again because, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I was just thinking about... The ebb and flow, the ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. We're here for all of it. Um, I was thinking about, like, you said, you started off by saying, um, saving the planet for the planet's sake or something like that. And it's, you know, it's not just about us asshole humans it's also just about like well i took that as like it's also about the planet itself and i feel like the planet is a being like an entity and i feel like all the creatures that are non-human that live on this planet like we have just desecrated their lifestyle and then like it that's what really makes like of course i feel very passionately about like addressing um well the effects on people most specifically of you know people of color and how climate change disproportionately affects them like that's really important to me and recognizing acknowledging learning all about that very important not to discredit that in any sort of way Mm-hmm. But I also am just like, you know, fuck humans. Like, we just need to fuck off already because, like, the amount of, like, suffering that all of these animals go through because of our negligence and abuse of power and um, just selfishness, um, it makes me really, really, really sad. And I, I just, like, yeah. I'm really into animal conservation. It's, like, something very important to me and something 
I feel really passionately about. And so right. when I, so meaning I'm seeing like, I follow all these organizations and like donate and all this shit. And um, I see and read and watch these stories of, you know, animals of all sorts and the amount of suffering that they go through. And like, I like, I'm getting emotional because like it just, it's just like, something so innocent so um it's it's just like leave them out of this you know it's not their fault like leave them out of this like this this fucking sucks man and so it makes me really sad like and i but i think um there like you said ebb and flow there's got to be balance like you can feel those things it's okay to feel those things but yeah. you know what you preserving your you know mental space as well of just not space but like state and not yeah. continually just like i really get like stuck on all these thoughts and it really depresses me and so um actually like you know going out to a national park or just outside wherever and just watching an animal you know live its life like and just and enjoying that moment um and not necessarily having to always connect it to like well (laughs) you're gonna be dead (laughs) like tomorrow yeah climate change you know like i think there just has to always be we always have to strive for that balance of like the sadness the depression the rage that we feel with like you said all the beauty that there is in the world and the you know like the relationships that we can form with animals for example like that's pretty amazing too and so yeah doing things that create that kind of energy um is definitely something i want to try to focus on more because it really doesn't help anyone or anything for me to just like cry in my bed all day mm-hmm. um but but you do you know it's like those things exist at the same time i think it's like you right know, right we we go into these extremes of like feeling like oh fuck like i can't be a perfect environmentalist unless i like mm-hmm. only make space for this emotion that makes me productive to the cause like right, right. that is that is a way of looking at it but then but but is it one that people will actually be able to latch on to you know like you have to be able to like make space and validate all of those feelings you know yeah i guess my point is like i'm i i'm just trying to also acknowledge the um just i guess the struggle in keeping that balance because like i think you raised a lot of good points and it's a really helpful reminder to me because like i was saying i just it's so easy to fall into that trap and not to say that's not valid but it's just like i also need to make space for other things like i've let a lot of my space be taken up by that doomed sad depressed feeling and i also just need to create some more space for the good stuff too um but i totally see what you're saying yeah you can't be the perfect environmentalist that every single 
breath that you take and exhale is like fixing something (laughs) right but you know it's and and you know to just kind of like support that it's like the thing that i think i can take from you in this conversation is that like i think i fall on the end of the spectrum of sort of padding myself from the negative emotions like Mm -hmm. oh hey Mm -hmm. there's nothing i can do about it i might as well just sit on this rock here and enjoy the sunshine while i still (laughs) like i and i feel like i've you know maybe in the last the last year to a few months or something like i have i think sort of like turned back in on myself of being like oh the only thing i can affect is myself and Mm -hmm. so and -hmm. there's nothing i can do and so let me live in this wonderful yoga teacher land of (laughs) of of bird song and sunshine (laughs) yeah but you know i i think that's equally as paralyzing and you know destructive as as you know stewing in the despair you know it's because then that really cripples you from doing anything and and so like (laughs) i wouldn't even say that it's like it's despair that i'm sensing in what you're saying i mean there's some of it but like you know i think you're reminding me that okay like hope is important but there also needs to be something some fire behind it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. not literal fire because we don't (laughs) we don't need any more of that um but there needs to be some fuel behind it and some action. Well, and so yeah, it's like yeah, we're we're arriving at balance, or that's what we need to arrive at. Yeah, I think is what we're both getting. And that also makes me just think of like, you know, something like just just get passionate about something. Like there's so many yeah. aspects to the huge umbrella of climate change. You know, find a, a lane, so to speak, that you feel really strongly about or that you can feel connected to in some way you know it doesn't have to be every single thing like if i am an environmentalist that means i believe or not believe but like support and do something for every single one of these things because it's all related yes it's all related um but you don't have to cover 12 lanes yeah pick a lane and do something with it and that that that's amazing you know and i think I, um, yeah, I think, like, coming to the end of this episode now, um, I'm kind of just feeling all, like, I I don't know, a whole ass stew of emotions here. Um, Yeah. But ultimately, you know, I... live a life that you can be proud of (laughs) just in like yeah all kinds of ways um Mm -hmm. specifically just like i'm trying to like come up with this like huge profound statement it's not happening but Fuck. can i jump in yes please, I like, dear okay. god <laughs> i think because no i think i think you are making a really great point of like it's really daunting to sort of we so this returning to this discussion of like lanes right like it is quite daunting and anxiety inducing to try to only think of your lane 
of like how you can contribute like okay am I of any value if I'm not doing something Mm -hmm. like it's like that seems to be where the focus is for so many of us like I know that's how it is for me I'm like like, what can I do like oh my god but you know there is also the equally important lane of what's your lane in like what's your lane into the cause and just in the same way that like you know we talked about you can't be every type of activist all at once it's like you can't latch on to every aspect of the climate change cause all at once either like because then it's honestly, okay. yeah because just to jump in briefly because then honestly you're not you can't really do anything with that if you're trying to be like every single activist ever in every single way it's it's actually not very helpful yeah, because you, you can't effective in any way yeah you can't do it it's just not possible and so like you would do so much more and affect so much more change by just you know finding something that you really care about and committing to it and committing to creating some sort of change in that realm i guess mm-hmm. yeah it's like because i was thinking about it how you were like you know talking about how you're laying in like your foothold in the whole thing is animal cruelty or like trying to stop that and like you know protection and conservation of animals and their habitats Mm -hmm. it's like i like i have to admit to you that it's like i've had little little moments of rage recently where i'm like who fucking cares like (laughs) (laughs) people ah but it's like But no, it's like because it's all related, any change that you affect in that area, in that one lane that you can latch onto, it will ripple to other things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, our conversation is making me realize how I've like, you know, maybe stood in my own way of like, what is the smartest and most effective foothold I could have instead of just finding any to to stand on right you know yeah so yeah yeah man damn damn man damn 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 beaver dam i think i think we like you know set out (laughs) to talk about eco rage and eco anxiety but like we're reaching some like eco deep levels yeah (laughs) i don't know i'm not gonna say eco enlightenment because like i I don't know i I just feel weird i feel like i'm peeled apart like i feel like like peeled that's the only word i can come up with (laughs) i feel peeled and like not like nicely peeled no i know curly q i feel kind of like like (laughs) those little patches you rip off of a teen like a cutie oh god like i've you someone has stuck their thumb into yeah. the top of my my little cutie knot oh, and wait just... hopefully it's timotei wink wink <laughs> catch my reference oh 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 that is the only reference that exists to me <laughs> oh okay well that broke the spell a little bit so that's good so okay yeah okay honestly though i think we are the next dinosaurs just to conclude you know maybe it's a little bit over for us that's all right live your life live it nobly (laughs) and like hug a fucking animal i don't know (laughs) like like i don't know 
do what you want, I guess. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Here, you know what it is? Okay, <laughs> there's this movie of seeking a friend for the end of the world. Okay, have you seen yeah. that? Um, I, th- I know what you're referring to. I don't think I actually watched okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. Stick with me, everyone. Painting a picture to sign us off. Yes. The world is ending in this movie starring Steve Carell and Kira Knightley, yes. our queen who was represented in our hot yes. and bothered bracket in our last two episodes. Yes. Um, they fall in love as the world is ending <laughs> and the movie ends with them just looking into each other's eyes as the meteors come. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awful. It is so terrible ash <laughs> holy shit that sounds like the I've, worst movie ever i've never been the same honestly oh my god oh I've, my god i've been messed up ever wow since, but, but that's beside the point it's just it's just steve carell is like looking into her eyes it's like you wouldn't think steve carell you wouldn't think romantic hero but i love steve carell i could think of him in any way honestly oh amazing okay perfect think of him as a romantic hero and he's like looking into your eyes as the world ends and she's like they're hearing like oh fuck it's so bad dude dude. they're just like laying in his bed and he has his little their his little dog who's like his little sidekick through the whole movie is just cuddled up with them too and they're just like laying in bed talking to each other and she's like really freaking out she's like i wish i i wish we had more time like i wish we met when we were kids and the fucking meteors are like getting closer like you can hear them booming and she's crying oh my god and he's just like he's just like shh no just look at me look at me like i'm so happy we met and there's no other way it could have happened and there's no one else i'd rather be here with and it's it's the worst thing oh. I've ever seen. But <laughs> my point, my point <laughs> at the end of all this, <laughs> will we be the next dinosaurs? Probably. Will <laughs> Will the fucking meteors come booming down on our little house in our sad little scene at the end of the movie? Probably. But do you want to go down clutching your fucking three dollars of bitcoin that you got because you were smart enough to follow elon on twitter and and your poster on your wall was jeff bezos the captain of industry like do you want that to be the end of your movie or do you want to hug your fucking lady love and your dog and know that you made the right decision (laughs) That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay, I I really can't top spe- that. <laughs> I I was like thinking of some enders that I was going to you know, inject at the end, but I I've really just I'm beyond peeled. I'm like peeled and pummeled to a peeled pulp. pummeled pureed into a pulp fuck dude. dude 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 the end is the end is nigh but glad to be in this smoothie with you like uh, i'm glad that we're blended yes. together oh yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> and hey maybe maybe better yet let's do some shit <laughs> better yet let's fuck some shit up man get let's out fuck there some shit up. fuck some shit up 
let's try to like unsmoothie ourselves and turn the world back to fruit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be done? Oh, I'm dead. Okay. That's a good one. Wow, you're on a goddamn roll. Got anything Dude. else? I, I'm kind no. of okay. All right. Do you? Um. Okay. Here's what I when you I thought you were going with that one was like. You know, stop being a smoothie for a second, and like become a solid, for like oh. a longer second, and then do switch something. Switch phase on them. Switch phase. Yeah, and then maybe. A gas, but not a greenhouse gas. Mm-mm-mm. Sublime. What's a good gas? I don't know. I'm saying words. Sublimate. <laughs> is that? Is I, that I don't know why I remember, like sublime means going from like a solid state straight to a gaseous state. Uh, that wow. I don't know why. I do I'm that. so impressed I that know. you remembered that. I know. It's just like you surpass the liquid state. So, whoa! <laughs> when are we becoming plasma? Like dry okay, ice. Go. Dry ice. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, yeah. Let's just like, is it let's all be about dry ice? Is like, let's be dry ice. But we let's... might. No, we can't be dry ice because then we're gonna fucking melt. It's fucking climate change. Or evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this conversation is evaporating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. Okay, <clears throat> deep breath. <sighs> Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs>